You are listening to episode 68 of Fearless Rebel Radio. In this special episode, I get back together with Sarah Vance to continue on our discussion from the previous chat that we had together, which was episode 65. This time we continue on our discussion and talk all about self-doubt, how it used to impact us and how it impacts us now. We talk about how to overcome judgments and how we are both able to be confident yet still have self-doubt in our lives. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. It is also available in video. you can catch that at summerinandin.com forward slash FRR dash six eight. As always, you can get my free 10 day body confidence makeover at summerinandin.com or just go to the bodyimagecoach.com to get that. All right, let's get started with the show. Welcome to another super special episode of Fearless Rebel Radio. This is episode number 68, and I am back with Sarah Vance, part two, part two of where we left off. And if you're wondering where we left off, you can go and check out part one, which is episode uh, 66. Let me just confirm that 66, which you can find at summerinandin.com forward slash FRR dash six, six. Oh, six, five, six, five, 65. My apologies. I'm not going to edit that. We're just going to correct it. And it's episode 65. Go and check that out. That's where we started off. We talked about the messy middle parts of our journey. And before we get started with today, Sarah, why don't you just like give another brief intro to who you are in case people missed the last one? Yeah, so obviously my name is Sarah Vance. I'm also a body image and self-esteem coach that helps women get off of the diet cycle and step to their into their radiant badass selves and let go all or nothing perfection and let go of self-doubt to just be who they are and allow that to be enough in the world. So Yay. And we're recording this one in video again as well. So if you want to check out the video, you can go to summerinandin.com forward slash FRR dash six, eight, or it will also be on my YouTube channel there, which is awesome. Or you can find it on Sarah's website as well. Um, I am super excited to do this again because we are celebrating big things today. Yes. <laughs> we're celebrating that our so retreat as yes. of this recording date is halfway sold out, which is incredible since we only have 15 spots available and it's in May of uh, 2017, which is, you know, like enough time to birth a baby between now and then. <laughs> There's enough time to birth a baby between now and then. <laughs> um, if you're wondering about the retreat, let's let's chat about it a bit. Sarah, you want to chat? Yeah, so the Reclaim Retreat is taking place in um, La Jolla, California, next year, May 2017. I believe it is through the 5th through the 6th, I believe the date's specifically. You can find out more at the reclaimretreat.com. But basically, this is a two-day event where badass women just come. And we talk about a lot of the stuff that Summer and I talk about. We are going to be, you know, breaking societal rules, um, talking about how to let go of self-doubt and stepping into the person that you are and just 
there's going to be so much fun. There's going to be dance parties and some in-depth conversations. So it's going to be a really good balance between having fun and personal growth. And it really is going to be a life-changing experience, not only for anybody that comes, but I think Summer and I can say that it will be for us as well. So we're both looking forward to it. And the women that are signing up so far seem to be really, really amazing women. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I can contest that. And I will just say like the whole, this whole thing is about transformation and just treating yourself as well, because La Jolla is such a beautiful place. And we are holding this at this like amazing cottage that has some ocean views and a fire pit. And so it's, it's really, really beautiful. It's not going to be like we're sitting in like a I don't know, some kind of like conference, oh, conference space. Room. Yeah, that's not <laughs> what we're doing here. We really wanted to make this like to, to fit both of our values and our vibes. And so, um, yeah, you can get all the details at reclaimretreat.com. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. It's, it's like, you know, I've done some two and three day workshops before and it's like, it's really amazing how much transformation can happen in, in like two days, uh, when you, are around other people who are inspiring you and getting getting that kind of coaching and, and just like to hang out with women who get it and hang yeah. out hang out with us because we're fun. <laughs> and I think that's going to be one of the biggest things is sometimes in this journey and in this movement you can feel a little bit alone even though there are might be some online communities it's totally different when you really are in the presence of other people that are on the same page as you and talking about the same stuff and it's really just a powerful experience all around when you're when you're in it. <laughs> yeah, totally. And so last time on episode 65, uh, we talked about our stories and we really went into the messy middle part of our, our journey because um, I know for myself and, and Sarah, you've said this as well, it's just that, you know, we often talk about like where we were and now like where we are, but it was that kind of that piece in between that a lot of people are curious about is just, you know, like how did you get from point A to point B? Like what did that actually feel like for you? What were some of the struggles? struggles and sticking points that came up and how did you overcome them? And so I think we did a good job of, of talking about that in detail last time. Um, originally our agenda was to talk about self doubt <laughs> and confidence as well. And we didn't get to it cause we, we spent so much time just talking about the other part. And we also spent a bunch of time talking about what it means to actually like quote unquote, love your body. And I use that in quotations cause I think that that's just sort of like the, um, acceptable, like well-known term for that. But we sort of blew that up and said like, okay, here's what it really is. And here's how it feels for each of us. Uh, so today we want to talk about self-doubt and confidence and so address some of the questions that we get asked a lot on this and talk about it from our personal experiences because um, you know, we would be total frauds if we stood up here and said, we feel confident all the time and I don't get any self-doubt. Like it's at least for me. And <laughs> you know? yeah, that, would be a load, that would be a load of bullshit if I said that to anyone. Cause yeah. that is, it's impractical. It really is impractical to even think that, you know, when you let go of self-doubt in reference to your body, that you're never going to experience it in your body about your body, but not experience it in other aspects of your life. So, yeah, I mean, that's one of the biggest misconceptions I think is self doubt is still present. It's just a matter that you know how to handle it in different ways. 
Yeah, so why don't you talk about the type of self-doubt maybe you used to have and the kind of self-doubt that you that you have now? Like what which what's different? How does it show up for you now? Like what are your little you know, your I call them your doppelgangers, but you may call them something else. Like yeah, what so do they say to I, you? Yeah, I call mine my um inner mean girl. Um and the reason why I chose the inner mean girl is because, you know, when we look at self-doubt, self-doubt really is there to protect us. So initially, when I first started on this journey, you know, my my self-doubt, my inner mean girl would pop up in reference to my body. So it could have been, looking back on it, there could be other stuff happening in my life that would make me feel uncomfortable, that I would have, you know, self-doubt about, but I would always reflect back onto my body. Like, it was always about me, no matter what the issue was. If it was about my job, my relationship, um, you know, friendship, just life in general, all that would just reflect right back onto myself and specifically with my body. And I think that's really common with women, especially is that we use self-doubt and self-judgment and reflect it back onto ourselves versus seeing it as something greater than who we are or, you know, something else besides ourselves, because we have been thought to believe that, well, if we just fix our body or whatever it may be that, you know, we'll be able to fix this other issue. So it really used to show up in reference to my body. So just showing up in the world, period, um, as who I am, and then allowing myself to kind of relax around food. That was one of the biggest things that kept me in this diet cycle, in this body shame and, you know, poor self-esteem was self-doubt. Because anytime that we would step out of your comfort zone, you're going to experience self-doubt. And that could be really, really scary initially. Like I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know how to deal with um, overcoming or bravely and courageously facing fears and moving through that. So it really, you know, listening to that self-doubt or my inner mean girl um, kept me really in this box, this box that I, I what didn't want to be in. Like I wanted to go out and, and like experience the world, but you know, self-doubt is what kept me there. So, um, you know, like I said earlier, your inner mean girl is there to protect you. And I think that's why I call it a girl is because it, it's like a child. I mean, she really is a small child that when you get down to it, you just kind of need to, you know, coddle them and like say, you know, compassionately like work with them and say, okay, what's really going on here? So um, as far as self-doubt now, it's completely different. I, I really don't experience it much in reference to my body, but it still does pop up every once in a while. Like it popped up maybe, I think about two or three months ago or maybe a month ago. I don't remember, but now I can recognize it for what it is. And it doesn't spin me into the rabbit hole of like, really self-loathing, trying to go back on the diet cycle, like that stuff is done. I can call it for what it is and become really curious and aware of like, why is this showing up? And what can I do to not have it show up again, if possible, and then compassionately know how to deal with it to kind of get me back on the path that I want to be on. So it no longer like knocks me off the path and like, I'm like, where the hell am I? I'm, I'm now in this rabbit hole trying to dig my way out. Now I can just be like, okay, I see this popping up. So what the fuck is going on? Like, let's let's talk to myself here. Like, what is going on? And being able to recognize it. And now, you know, self-doubt, it doesn't pop up as much, like I said, in reference to my body, but it pops up in different areas of my life. Um, one of the biggest things I would have to uh, be very honest here is with my business. 
um, that is probably the biggest thing where self-doubt pops up is getting really uncomfortable with my business and, and allowing myself to be put out into the world with not only my story, but, um, helping other people and, you know, interacting with other people, with other entrepreneurs, it's really challenging to be an entrepreneur. And I would say that's where my self-doubt probably has manifested the most in my life at this point. Um, but again, if you use curiosity for me, at least I've been able to kind of recognize it and work through that and not allow self-doubt to keep me playing small in the world. Yeah. What about you? Like, how is it like, how is self-doubt, you know, manifest now and, and how do you feel about it? Like, what are your stance on it? Yeah. So I, I mean, I can echo so much of what you said, you know, that it was always, it was always, it was always about my, my body. It was always like reflective of, you know, other things that people had said to me and just, you know, this way that I deflected other emotions, you know, like I call it like emotional weight fixation. It was just, you know, I was always like super, um, self-conscious and, and shy, um, underneath the surface, even though, you know, a lot of people would probably say like, what, um, (laughs) you know, and I would, I would, I would, I would prefer to like quit at things than to try them just to avoid, um, criticism and judgment. And, uh, and, you know, that manifested in particular with, with, you know, with, with my body. And so, um, I, I did, I've done so much work on this. Like I've done so much of my own inner work on, on self-doubt because it, to me, it's like such a huge piece of the puzzle. Like the, you know, it's, it's so much about our mindset. Right. And so, and our mindset, like the negative, the negative voice is, is really, uh, just it's self-doubt. And so learning how to manage that has been, has been super, super critical. And, uh, and so, you know, slowly it just started to go away. You know, like I just realized I was like, oh, I don't think that about my body anymore. Like, or I haven't like thought that about myself anymore. Or like, I just don't care anymore, mm-hmm. um, which is really cool. But it rears its head big time for me um, in a similar way, which is my business, which makes a lot of sense because that's where I'm constantly pushing myself outside of my comfort zone. And, um, and that's where the, there, a lot of the fear exists in, in my life today. Um, aside from when I'm going to like do stuff that makes me challenge my fear of heights, <laughs> which I get like a ton of self doubt about as well. It's the same yeah, thing. Yeah. But anytime, anytime we're facing fears, like anytime we're stepping into our comfort zone, it really, it really acts up. And so what I've had to do for me personally is like accept that and almost like acknowledge that like I'm constantly going to kind of feel like I'm not good enough because I'm doing all these really amazing things. Um, like I can't have one without the other, you know, like it's like, uh, I was in, um, I heard a girl say once she said the bigger, the dream, the louder, the scream. And I, you know, I can't, I, I couldn't agree more. Like in order for me to express what I feel is, you know, my, my purpose, which is, you know, to empower women to, um, be, be who they are and just take up space and like blow up this bullshit that is diet culture, like in order for me to do that and in order for me then like also to live a life that's aligned to my values where like I'm able to have like freedom and I'm able to, you know, tend to myself from uh, like a caring perspective in terms of, you know, find uh, setting boundaries so that I can honor my values. 
like all of those things uh, ignite self-doubt in me, you know? So, and so for me, it's like, it's, it's been so much more of like just an acknowledgement of it instead of like thinking like, oh my God, there's something wrong with me. I acknowledge it as this force that means I'm, I'm actually living my purpose and honoring my values. I was just getting ready (laughs) to say like now, so when self-doubt used to pop up in the past, it would be very, um, like paralyzing for me. It would be paralyzing. Like I would be like, oh, like a deer in the headlights, like just paralyzed, shut down. Nope, not doing it. Not going to even try. Now when I feel that self-doubt popping up, I'm like, okay, like let's do this. Like this is like, I know something big is going to happen. Like I know this is, this is what I want to do. This is what's going to push me not only from a personal standpoint and my personal growth, but just like living out my purpose. Like I, it's, it's odd to say, but it's almost like I look forward to when it pops up. Cause I'm like, aha, <laughs> like this is, this is it. This like, this is what I, I need to do. So, um, it's funny because I just celebrated a birthday and usually, um, on my birthdays, I have a major time of reflection. And last year I was talking about embracing. And this year it was talking about, you know, kind of like shaking shit up, you know, because I, I, when I get comfortable, I'm like, okay, you know what? I used to be really, um, happy about being very comfortable, just like always being comfortable, safe, not wanting to step outside of my own boundaries. And this year I'm like, let's break some boundaries. You know what? Like I felt safe. And so let's, it's time to like, let's break it. And self-doubt's going to pop up and like, bring it on. You know what I mean? Like bring it on. I know how to deal with it, but it just means that you are growing as a human being and you're stepping out of your comfort zone. So when you have that, if you're used to having it paralyze you, don't because it really is. It, it's kind of like a weird blessing to have it show up because you're like, oh, okay, this is this is me actually acting, taking action, and doing the things that are going to help me get to where I want to go. Yeah, so. and I would say I think for a lot of people, you know, especially if when they're when they're accepting their bodies, um, it gets worse before it gets better because you are pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone. Like at least if you know you're working with one of us because we're pushing you to stop hiding. And, you know, like self-doubt is really just this mechanism to keep you like, quote unquote, safe. It's like our hiding, it's our hiding strategy. And, um, and so, you know, when you like start to play more unsafe and stop hiding and like put yourself vulnerable to judgments, vulnerable to criticism, um, which you can't protect yourself from completely anyways, because you can't control what other people think. But uh, it tends to like fire up more. And so I think it's like it is it is kind of like this paradigm shift is that instead of thinking like, okay, I need to avoid it or like, oh, my God, I'm still experiencing it. Like, what am I doing wrong? Think like, all right, like what what am I maybe doing right? Like, (laughs) you know, like or what do I need to do? Like, what is this telling me? Like, what is this resistance like, you know? where resistance is usually that is where we need to go you know like that's where that's where like our our power is and so um yeah it's it's about just just changing the way that we interpret it and um and offering that that piece of ourselves like you said compassion like i think I think for for a lot of people, I mean, self-doubt is really just this manifestation of all the, the words that have been slung at us, either by other people or society. And, and you know, because you're not born with it. Babies don't wake up thinking, not wake up, but come into this themselves. world, like, hating themselves, yeah. you know? Like, those are all just, it's all just, like, language that we've attached emotions to and these stories that we've attached to them. 
Um, and so, yeah, kind of understanding, you know, if there was like this pivotal, pivotal, pivotal moment in your life where maybe like you were the most vulnerable or the most self-conscious or you were really hurt. Like if you can just picture that piece of you and sometimes I'll even have clients like have a picture of themselves from when they were a kid or from a time when they felt like particularly ashamed or hurt. Um, and this doesn't work for everybody because I understand that sometimes like there's, there's like trauma attached to that. And so, you know, that this is definitely not for everyone, but if this feels safe for you, like if you almost like have this picture of that kid, like what are you, how are you going to, how are you going to respond to it? Because if you think about a child who's hurting and saying like, I don't want to do it. I'm too scared. I don't want to do that. Like people are going to make fun of me. People are going to judge me. Would you angrily like tell that kid to shut up? Like probably not going to help. Or would you try to like logically argue with that child? Like probably not going to help. Like what the kid needs is compassion. Like it's going to be okay. Like everything's fine. You can do this. And it's this exact same thing with yourself. And so I think that, you know, for me, it's like, yeah, I'm constantly tapping into that, that compassionate piece of myself, um, to try to manage it. So, um, and then I also, I mean, I do, I have a coach that I meet with month monthly and like, and like, it's like, we like hash the shit out. Like, it's like, you know, and I, and it helps to have someone like help me see the ridiculousness of it and help to like reframe it and see it a different way. But, um, that's, and I have other people that I reach out to when it gets like really overwhelming, but what do you, what do you do to manage it? Yeah. So compassion, I think is like, number one, without a doubt, is how you kind of reel that shit in and like learn how to like untangle it. Um, 100%. Compassion is so vital in this entire journey, not only compassionate for yourself, but also to other people and allowing that to kind of reflect back and forth because the more compassion you have for others, the more you have for yourself. But how I deal with those situations when they pop up is I call it for what it is and I speak on it. Um, a lot of these things like your inner mean girl or your self-critic or you know, your, your evil doppelganger, they all love silence. They love, love, love silence. They love staying silent and the shame around it. They just love it. That's when they will fester and they will grow and their power will continue and continue. So for me and how I always talk with my clients, call it out, talk to somebody, um, write it out or just say it out loud to yourself. Like, aha, this is how I'm feeling. Like I'm, I'm scared right now. Um, you know, I'm fearful that, you know, somebody will judge me or, you know, I'm fearful of, you know, failure or success, um, whatever it may be, but calling it out and breaking that silence, I think can do really wonders. And then trying to like, be like, okay, again, how would you deal with this? You know, for me, like an inner mean girl. So you're ta talking about a girl, a child, how would you, talk to somebody if this was somebody else that you loved, if it was your child, your significant other, um, you know, how would you deal with them in this situation? And then try to like bring that and embody it and remember to do it for yourself and be like, okay, so just like you said, that self-talk, okay, you know, you know what, like you are feeling scared. I understand what, where you're coming from, but do you really know, like, that that your worst case scenario is, do you really know that's going to happen? What are some of the positives that could come out of this? Because we're so quick to think like our worst case scenario, right? Like this is the worst thing that's going to happen to me, but we are so forgetful of like 
all this other shit that could possibly happen that are really, that's really amazing. Um, so calling it out, being compassionate towards yourself. And of course, you know, talking to somebody and then reframing it and trying to see it in a different light besides like just this negative aspect that is so paralyzing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it gets, it gets easier the more you, you, the more you kind of repeat a certain like action, right? Like, like, you know, I talk about this in terms of, um, like wearing, I'm going to, I'm going to break this up, like wearing shorts or something like that. Like that used to be like a really, um, that was where I had a lot of self-doubt around that. Like, and I would, I just wouldn't wear like shorts. Um, and so I just was like, uh, like, fuck it. I'm going to wear shorts. Cause like it's hot and like, I want to wear shorts. <laughs> and, and so, you know, like that was, that was hard for me for, for a, a while, you know, like a while. And then it would get quieter and quieter and quieter. And the more I did it and the more I realized like, okay, I still have a pulse. I'm still breathing. Like, no one's like throwing anything at me. Like your world it, it, didn't float around you. Yeah, you know, you know like the worst case scenario usually doesn't happen. Like yeah, exactly. Nine times out of ten, it doesn't happen. Exactly. It and and so with that, then it just like slowly disappeared, and I wear shorts like all the time, and it's not a big deal at all. Um, you know, and it's the same thing now with, with areas where I feel self-doubt, like if I'm like, oh, I'm afraid to like, you know, reach out to somebody or I'm afraid to like really speak my mind, uh, on my blog or on my podcast or somewhere else. Um, or I'm, I'm afraid to share my story. Like the more that I do it, the more that those certain, uh, pieces get easier and easier. It's like public speaking, you know, it's, yeah. it, I think a lot of people can relate to this in, in, in the way, and if we relate it to, if we use like public speaking as an example, you know, like you do it and you're terrified and then you keep doing it and you keep practicing and it, and it, and it gets easier and easier and you feel so much more comfortable. So if you think about like all the things you want to do where self-doubt is holding you back, you know, maybe think about it like you, you, you have um, in relation to something else that you've overcome or done before, whether it is public speaking or maybe like going after a particular degree at school or going after a promotion or managing people at work. Like, you know, we have all these abilities and these skills and these amazing things that like somehow just like fly out the window when the voice of self-doubt comes in, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. the only thing you hear in flashing lights is like, not good enough, not yeah. good enough. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, and, and it's like, wait a minute, like you have so much proof that like, that's not true as well. And I think it's like, like you said, like we focus so much on the negative, like the negative is like the tidal wave that just takes away any kind of positive and it's like wait a minute like what's actually possible here if you do do this yeah. thing like what 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 can what does that mean for you and what will that mean for you going forward and then also i think you know even if something did something quote unquote bad did happen right like someone did say something or you did fail, quote unquote, fail, whatever you want to reference that at. I don't really believe in failure. Um, but um, if something like that, you you still learn from that experience. So you still grow from it and become resilient and you can still pick yourself back up and be like, OK, I'm, maybe this didn't work, but what did I learn? And let me try again and and figure it out. You know what I mean? So either way, like there's still some type of positive. I think that can come out of it. Um, even if your worst case scenario really did maybe possibly happen, but usually 
that doesn't happen. It, it, it doesn't happen. It's just how, where your mind goes. And um, it's what keeps people playing small, playing small and staying small in the world. And that is not what we're about. So yeah, yeah. Like owning your power is scary. Like, you know, like receiving your own magnificence is really scary. Um, you know, receiving joy is scary. Like there's, there's a lot of vulnerability that goes, that goes with that stuff too. And, you know, I think like ultimately, like, you know, especially when you talk about like working with clients, like our clients come to us because they want to be free of, you know, like the, the body drama or the food drama because they want this better life for themselves. And it's just so important to recognize that like that's that that you're going to be pushed outside your comfort zone and like self-doubt is going to be along for the ride. But like, wow, like what's possible? Like what is the outcome? What can the outcome be if you are free of the food woes and the body woes? You know, like how awesome is is are the possibilities by by being free of that stuff? And like what can you actually accomplish? Like one of the coolest things for me is when. Um, like the women I work with, like, especially more recently, like, cause having just wrapped up like rock your body, but some of them are like, I went after like the promotion that I never would have done before. Or, um, you know, like I was able to, you know, quit one of my jobs that I was doing. Cause it's like, I was doing that just to please other people and not for myself. Like, I'm like, whoa, like who knew that stuff was going to come out of like body image work, but it's just like, it's like, it's like really it, it, once you kind of overcome the body woes and the food stuff, you really can then get connected to like, who am I? What do I want? And like, where has that not been showing up for me? Because I've been deflecting like this unhappiness back onto my body. And now that like I can overcome that, like I can do all of these like cool things that go beyond just not hating your body anymore. Yeah. That's just how, like, it's a side effect, you know what I mean? Because we we avoid and we deflect and, you know, we don't like being vulnerable. Like, we don't. As a, as a culture and a society, we don't. We don't like because we associate it so much with a weakness, and it's not. Um, so being vulnerable is really uncomfortable. Sometimes it doesn't feel great, like, you know, and so that's what keeps us so trapped. And then we do. We just revert back to ourselves, and it reflects back into our body image. So when you really unlock all this stuff, typically what we see is that it's something way more, you know, like it's a way deeper thing than just what's going on with your body. It's just that that is what has been distracting. So when you let that go, it's like, oh, I can see clearly now, like this is all the stuff that's going on. And now I can handle it. Like I might not feel amazing. I might not feel hundred percent confident. I might not feel like gung ho, like let's do this, but I know I can handle that. Like I can handle whatever comes my way. Yeah. And that I think is just like, you know, what you just said there is acceptance, right? It's just like, it's acceptance of what is it's like, and acceptance is really just like, here's my reality and you're not always going to like it. And that includes your body. Like you don't have to necessarily like your body to have body acceptance Um, but, and it's accepting like, okay, I accept that I have self-doubt or I accept that I have fear instead of thinking there's something wrong with you because you have those things. Like, I think a lot of, and you know, you can speak to this too, but like one of the bigger, one of the stumbling blocks I see with people who are, who have started to do this work for a little while 
is they get mad at themselves when self-doubt still shows up for them or they get upset that like that's still happening like they think there's something wrong with them or that they're failing at it and um like i think the most important thing we want to say with this is that like it never goes away completely and you know in order for you to live this life that you that you want like it's it's just going to be this ever-present force you know, like think of yourself as like a tortured artist. You're just always going to be, <laughs> you know, like the more that I like start to identify myself as like a tortured artist, the more I'm just like, oh, here we go. Like, <laughs> like I just like, I'm constantly just like in my own head, you know, but, yeah. but then I can like see the ridiculousness of it and just, and, and, right. and then it's not like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? Or like, this is, it's not necessarily like real. I just kind of accept that that's there. Um, and then go and do what I want to do anyways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's still going, it's going to show up. It just becomes, I think less and less. Um, and then the, the loudness of it becomes less and less too. Like it might be there, but you can just be like, okay, like this, I get it. Like I, I hear you <laughs> like totally recognize what's going on. Yes. I'm, I'm feeling some self doubt right now. I see it. I'm feeling it. And I'm not going to listen. So, I mean, it really is like that inner rebel in you where you're like, I see it and I hear you, but nope, not today. Like, nope, not, not today. Bye. You know, and you move, move forward and moving forward in all honesty, like taking that action and going against what self-doubt is telling you. So taking that action and stepping forward or out, whatever you want to say is in all honesty, how you start to silence that, that, that is how you silence it. So when you listen to it, it's going to be amplified. Like it's going to continue to have its power. Like it will remain the powerful source. And the way to really strip the power away from it is by stepping out and and going against it and being like, I see you and I hear you. I recognize why you're showing up and not all, you don't even have to understand completely why it's showing up. You don't have to like Nick, you know, work it all down and figure out why. But if you just don't listen and say, you know what, I hear you, but I'm going to do this anyway. I'm going to do it. That's how it's like, oh, shit. Like, she's not listening. Oh, okay. I'm going to go over here and be quiet because uh, clearly the power is not mine anymore. Clearly it's hers. It's, it's you know, who you are is now showing up in the world. It's not not your inner mean girl. It's not this, this yourself, you know, doubt your inner critic, your evil doppelganger. That is the forefront. It's now you and you are the one that's showing up in the world. And that's what I think you and I both want for people is just who they are deep within to just show up. And that's kind of, for me, at least that's what I've noticed is when you stop listening over here, that power starts to fade. And this one, you start to get amplified and in, in who you are. Yeah. Let's talk about judgments because I, I know fear, like fear of judgment is, 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 is probably one of the biggest underlying factors in the voice of self-doubt. Like that's, you know, if, if we were talking, if we're going to talk about like the fears that actually feed the voice of self-doubt and resistance, um, you know, fear of judgment. And I get asked a lot, like, how do you overcome judgment or how do you overcome fear, fear of judgment? And so, um, yeah, I'll let you go first in terms of what you want to say about that. So my experience with fear of judgment, you know, first and foremost, um, that's completely out of your control. If someone's going to judge you, it's completely out of your control. And I think that is one of the things that, you know, through this process is a lot of surrendering um, to this idea of being able to control everything. Like you're not going to make everyone happy. You're not going to be everyone's, um, you know, unicorn is what I like to say. Like you 
people are going to judge you. You're, you're open to judgment no matter what. You could try to avoid being judged and somebody's still going to judge you, like no matter what. Um, so that is something I think that we have to really understand. Like if you try to be perfect, people are going to judge you on doing that. Like if you, no matter what, someone's going to have an opinion. You, they're going to have an opinion. You cannot avoid it. Now, one thing that I think is important is to understand is it fear of judgment? So are you judging yourself and reflecting that back and saying, well, they're going to judge me, but in reality, you're judging your own self? Because that is one way that the inner critic will show up is when you are reflecting on what you think about yourself onto others and mind reading. It's one of the, her, one of the biggest tricks that it does is mind read. And so I think it's important to ask, like, are you judging yourself? And then again, tap into that compassion again um, and try to understand, like, is this something that I value? Is it aligning with my value system? And then also, oh, shoot, I was going to say something. I lost my train of thought. OK, you let me know what you think. And then if I think of it, I'll, I'll pop in. I'll chime in because I was on a tangent. Maybe it was like <laughs> hate is going to hate. <laughs> right. Like, it, it really is. It's like who like. But I, I just want to say, like, who the fuck cares? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. This, that's what it was. Like, is this a, if somebody judges you? Is it is it a judgment that you value? Yeah. Like, do you value their opinion? And is it really going to matter two, three years from now? Like, does it really play that much of a factor in your life? Mm -hmm. Probably not. And the people that you do value their opinion, they're probably not going to be judgmental in in the sense of what you think. Like, and you don't have to abide by their rules. Like, this is your life. Yeah, the first thing I say, I tell people, you know, when they're afraid of judgments, I'm like, do you actually have proof? Like, are these people saying these things to you? Or are these just like, this is like the story that, that you, you're telling yourself? Because like, we're all like amazing fiction writers. Yeah, and we're mind readers too. We're yeah. mind readers. Like, we know what everyone is thinking. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like, I think uh, there's a really good simple book called The Four Agreements. And, uh, you know, one of the one of the agreements is like, don't trust don't trust assumptions. And so I think it's like, you know, I always say, like, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Like, is it a, is it an assumption? And if so, like, OK, like acknowledge like I am assuming this. I'm assuming this, you know, and I think that that's, that's a really important distinction. And it's like, if it is an assumption, like acknowledging that it's an assumption and acknowledging that those assumptions, like you said, generally come from beliefs that we're holding about ourselves. And so like approaching that with an attitude of curiosity, like, why do I think that? Like, why do I think other people are thinking that? Um, you know, what is there, you know, what, what's the criticism that I'm fearing the most? Like, that's a really good prompt to get you to understand, like, what that belief is about yourself that you're, that you're holding in that maybe hasn't always been, like, crystal clear for you. Or just acknowledging that that's the belief and then that that's the voice of self-doubt and, and working through that um, in the same way that we, that we talked about. And then the other, the other side of it is like, yeah, what if people are actually judging you? Like, what if it's not, what if it's not an assumption? What if you are right? And then, you know, it, it's like, A, like you said, like, we can't control what other people think you know, and letting go of the things that we can't control and then managing our expectations accordingly. Like, all right, I'm going to go and do this thing. And I know that other people may be looking at me and may be judging me, but like, 
So therefore, you know, like I'm going to manage my expectation on that experience that maybe it is going to feel a little self-conscious, but I'm going to do it anyways. Um, or maybe it is going to feel vulnerable and uncomfortable, but I'm going to do it anyways. You know, like we can choose to, to hide and like protect ourselves from the haters, like the quote unquote haters, or we can choose to, you know, take our independence back and face a bit of emotional discomfort that comes with judgment that may actually happen, you know, or criticism that may actually happen. But I think like one of the most important things I learned, um, you know, and Tara, Tara Moore writes about this in Playing Big is that like criticism doesn't tell you anything about you. It only gives you information about the people giving the criticism. So, right. you know, if somebody thinks that you are like unattractive or if somebody thinks that you are, that you eat too much, you know, what information does that give you about that person? You know, that they have their own insecurities or issues or fat phobic beliefs or, you know, they, they're, they really bought into diet culture. Like, and do you value people with those opinions? Like, do you, do you even want to receive that information and take it? You don't, you don't have to, it's your choice whether you accept feedback or criticism or not, you know? And so, um, you know, again, like, I don't want to say that like, this is going to absolve you of emotional discomfort because like, yeah, criticism still hurts. Like when people criticize me, like it still hurts because I'm human. And so instead of trying to avoid that, which would mean like hiding, it's like accepting that like, okay, like sometimes I'm going to be hurt and it's okay to just be with that hurt and acknowledge like, all right, it's because I'm human and being criticized hurts, but that doesn't mean I'm a bad person. That doesn't change like, you know, that I'm enough, you know? And so I think that, again, coming back to like using compassion as like your greatest weapon against this stuff. Yeah. And I also think that it's important, you know, with judgment, just like you said, when other people judge us or you, that is a reflection of their own issues. And so I think it's important to be aware of where you are judging others because it can give you a lot of awareness of the shit that you need to work on. Like if you're judging someone else for this, then like, first of all, that's none of your business right? Like none of your business, but what is that? Like, why do you care? Like, why do you care? Like, why is that bothering you? Like that it's a really good way to become aware and curious about like, Oh, I don't like that this person's doing this and I'm like X, Y, and Z. Okay. What's going on with me? Like versus (laughs) reflecting out, out, out. Like it's, it's important. I think it gives you a lot of awareness to be like, okay, this is clearly my issue. Um, and that took a lot, a a little bit for me to like recognize, like when I would have an issue with somebody, cause I was like, I'm this, you know, I don't have a problem with anybody. And then like, Oh shit. Like, let me call. No, I got to call myself out on some (laughs) bullshit here because, um, no, this is my issue. This is not their issue. This is this is my issue and why is it showing up? And let me work through it myself because this is my problem. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I I uh, I hear you like 110% on that. It's like, you know, when I react to something, it means it means one of two things generally. It means one, like it's it's telling me something about my values. Like so if I get angry at something or something really pisses me off, um, it's giving me, it, it's stepped on my values somehow. Like if I could think of an example with this, it would be, um, like, I really value like time, like time to me is like 
something I really value. And so if someone is like wasting my time or disrespecting my time, I get like super triggered with, by it. And instead of thinking there's something wrong with them, I just think to myself like, okay, like it's because I value time and like they're stepping on that value for me. But that's just like my own my own stuff and like yes sometimes whatever maybe they are at fault but that's not really the point it just it gives me information about myself and then the second piece of this just goes back to like you said like com- coming back to beliefs that we have about ourselves like if i'm like compare find myself like comparing myself to other women or if i'm like on social media and i get like oh like or like ew like you know cuz that still happens yeah like it does you know i'm just like what is this telling me about myself like why why am I getting like either jealous or envious or uncomfortable with this situation like what what are they doing that I don't believe about myself or that I you know that that is just misaligned to to my beliefs what's the story like what's the story you're saying yeah yeah yourself yeah. Like, what is it, you know? And then when you find out that story, like asking yourself, A, is this something that I value? Like, is this even true? Or is this a load of crap that my inner critic's playing on me? And or is, and is this, and B, is this something that actually aligns with my value system? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's important to know, know the story behind it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think like this shows up a lot in the comparison game. Like you'll see somebody who's like, quote unquote, doing like better than you and like that can be that's often where we start like comparing ourselves and getting angry or frustrated or jealous or envious or any of those emotions and I think it's just indicative of like okay what expectations are you actually putting on yourself or what is it about that that like you you want but they're you're afraid of you know like or what they're doing that you're actually just like hiding from or afraid of or resisting you know so I think it's like and I, I'm not saying like it's really easy to identify these things and then just be like, oh, that's it and work through it and I'm good and I just like ripped off the band-aid and I don't have to deal with that ever again. Like that's not what it's like at all. It's just like I think like if I were to sum up what we're both saying is like just starting to become like really like in tune and curious with our thoughts and our emotions and like our reactions to things and then just being like super curious as to like, hmm, like why is that happening? Or like, what does that say about me? Or like, why do I care so much? And cause sometimes, sometimes people will email me and they'll, they'll be like, I'm upset about this or I'm confused about this. And I think they probably hate me cause I'll write back and I'll be like, I don't, I'll be like, well, what does that tell you about you? And they're like, what? Like, it's yeah. not the answer they wanted. I'm like, what's up with you caring so much about that? And, and like, I can just, I'm just like, I don't mean to be, you know, I'm not being rude about it, but I'm just like, that's, that's really what the question comes down to is like, what's up with you caring so much about it? Right. Like, what does that mean to you? It's one of my favorite things to say, like, okay, so what does that mean to you? You know what I mean? And then on top of becoming curious, again, it's, it's like curious, curiosity and compassion are like so important to like question everything. Thing is what I how I kind of like live like I'm like hmm okay what's going on here you know and then try to compassionately handle it so and fear can't exist in the presence of those two things absolutely you know 100% I think that that's one of the things that I think um when people start to take action in this journey it is scary like I'll be the first one to say it's it's fucking scary because it's on it's something completely different and um it's going to be there, but that doesn't mean that you're not safe. 
And it doesn't mean that you can't overcome the fear, you know, like be brave and courageous to face it. Like you are in the fire and you will survive. Like you really will. So, yeah, we wouldn't be doing this work if we didn't believe that you were capable of it. Like, to be honest, you know, like I think, I don't think you recognize, uh, not you, Sarah, but like you listening, don't recognize your (laughs) own power, you know, like, like to recognize that like you do have the courage, you do have the strength, like, and like, we see that in you, like we see you as these like completely resourceful, incredible, powerful women that just are letting the shit inside your head stop you from seeing that in yourself. And so like, I, I know maybe I'm just going into like a Tony Robbins speech here, but like, I just think that <laughs> I just, I, you know, like, I just want people to know that, you know, like I want people to know that I want people to realize that I'm not, you know, I do think this is for every, everyone, you know, like, yeah. I don't think there's people out there who can't have these types of, um, you know, transformations, whatever that looks like. Cause no one's is going to look exactly like mine or exactly like yours, Sarah. Like, everyone's kind of transformation looks differently depending on their environment and their situation and the things they've experienced and all that other shit. But like everyone can transform and come into this place where they like recognize that they are, they're just, you're good enough and you don't need to be putting these like crazy expectations on yourself. But I don't even know where this came from. I just felt like compelled to say that. That's okay. Okay. (laughs) I think it's important to say because we do, we do believe it like, we believe so much in our clients and the women that we we work with, like the women in your group, the emails that we get, we fully believe in them way before they believe in themselves. Like we believe it, like we know you're courageous. We know that you're powerful. It's just a matter of like, we just want to like reach inside of you and like grab it and be like, oh, come out to like, come on. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I wish I could do. Like just reach through and just grab you, like grab that person. That's just like under all this bullshit and just like grab you and be like, all right, now show up. Like you're good. You're good enough. Like that's, you are whole just as you are. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how I just it is. like have this vision of like this huge pile of like manure because of you know bullshit and then like you and I just like digging through it and like pulling people out and like shot, like hosing <laughs> them down and like pushing them off a cliff and being like go you've got this yeah. have your wings you'll figure it out you know what yeah. I mean like it's fine we got you that's what that's what we're gonna do at the retreat yeah that's what the retreat's gonna be about in case anyone was wondering like if that's it um, but let's, 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 uh, as we're coming to a close here, like, let's, let's actually revisit that a little bit. Like, um, so the early bird sign up, which I don't think we mentioned before, but that closes on August 9th and that gives you, uh, an opportunity to save some dollars on the retreat. So, um, yeah, make it rain for yourself. <laughs> uh, that is something that you definitely want to check out. So again, go to reclaimretreat.com. We are recording this probably, I think if my math is correct, at least two weeks before this, uh, this is going to go live. So, um, as of today, it's halfway sold out. Yes. (laughs) Raise the retreat roof. Um, again, Thursday, May 4th to Saturday, May 6th. So it's like, uh, two days and three, three nights. 
Um, we're taking 15 people, La Jolla, San Diego, and it's really like a weekend of transformation. So, so much of the stuff that we've been talking about is what we're going to be doing with you, but on a very like personal level and in a way that like does shake you up and like pull you out of the bullshit. And, um, but in, in like a really supportive, fun fun way and uh, I mean like what a I don't think there's any other better way to like treat yourself than to go to something like this like do something for yourself and it's It's just it's gonna be such an act of self-love you know what I mean yeah yeah totally totally and I think you know like we don't do a lot of live events because uh you know we we both like work more on the interweb so this is like a huge opportunity to actually get like up close and real with us. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see how tall you are, Sarah. Cause I have this vision that you're like <laughs> five foot 11. <laughs> you were going to be wildly disappointed. My friend. <laughs> Cause I am not even close to that. So. <laughs> you know how like you see people on TV and you think they're so much taller than they are. I like, thought I, feeling I'm I'm saying you're like five eight <laughs> no no, uh, no maybe in like certain shoes like maybe if I maybe in stilts <laughs> hilarious oh my god uh, so it's gonna be so fun just in general to meet everybody and like just be in the presence of it's gonna be like the vibe is gonna be so powerful like it's going to be amazing like I cannot wait and um you know Summer and I have been buddies for over a year now I think so this will be our first time like embracing each other and I'm gonna like probably bite her face off with kisses but you know that's a whole nother story so I'm gonna hump your leg like really hard (laughs) that's what I do so we're both Really, really looking forward to it. It's going to be so much fun. And as, you know, Summer said, it's it's going to be a transformation. You are going to leave a completely different person with completely different perspectives. And, like, it's one thing to talk about this and think about it. And it's another thing to really embody it and go out and live it. And that's what this is about is going yeah. out really just living who you are and really, really knowing, like deeply knowing that that is enough. Yes. Like, yeah, that is enough. And this is like a full, like age inclusive, size inclusive, race inclusive, you know, like, like we, we, we want, we just want everybody to know that, that like, this is, you know, like, don't be, think that you have to be, I don't know, whatever to come here. Like, it's just, it's, it's, we're, we're obviously like, completely I think we're probably the most non-judgmental people you'll ever meet and um and like that's that's a really important thing and I think everyone coming to this is coming in with like no judgments and super inclusive everybody is welcome um and and like you're gonna be you're gonna be treated like you're gonna be treated like a rock star like you are you know by both of us and by everybody else there and so um, we're, we're just like, so we're so thrilled. We're so excited about it. And so go to, uh, to get all of the details and sign up. And again, August 9th is when the early bird runs out. Uh, so if you want to save some money so that you can maybe go shopping or buy yourself something nice while you're there, um, then, uh, do that, <laughs> do that now and save some money. Yep. Yes. They are filling up. 
So get them while they're hot. Yeah, get them while they're hot. All right. Thank you so much, Sarah. This was awesome. Thank Again, you. maybe we'll yes. have to chat about doing this like on a more regular basis because I think yeah, man. it's good. I mean, we have some really great conversations. I think this is the the deep stuff that that people are ready to hear. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's good stuff. Yeah. We vibe. We vibe well. Ride or die, girl. Ride or die, girl. <laughs> You know it. And if you are, you have to watch the videos because then you get a really good taste of how ridiculous we are together. Yeah. We are just like our first video. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe we can get it right this time. It's this way. Let's do it. Okay. You switched just in case it's the other way so we can actually do it right. Okay. Hopefully we got that right. I think it's this way. I don't know. Either way. (laughs) This is us attempting high fives, guys, in case you didn't know. Look how big, like, look how crazy my arms look when I do that. <laughs> okay. Anyone listening to audio uh, is probably tuned out. So right. with that, thank you guys so much. And thank you, Sarah, for being here. And uh, rock on. We'll talk to you guys soon. And you can get the video for this at summerinandin.com forward slash FRR dash 68, episode 68. Thank yes. you. Rock we'll on. The retreat site. See you guys. Yes. If you like what you've heard, please head to iTunes to leave me a review. It will take two seconds and I would be super grateful. Click on reviews and ratings and then click to rate. Easy peasy. You can do it on your phone right now, just while you're driving even. Just kidding. And don't forget to head to summerinandin.com or thebodyimagecoach.com to grab your free rule breakers guide to rocking your bod plus the 10 day body confidence makeover plus your exclusive invite to my free online community all for free 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 cool all right until next time rock on (laughs) 